I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pa, it's at Ryan Peacock NFL. What's going on, buddy? I'm good, we beat the Bears and I have just eaten my body weight in Turkey, so I'm having a good day. Sounds like a, sounds like a successful day, but... Dear Jesus, I know we usually have a bit of banter before, but um, Mother Nature almost got Clown of the Week this week. I know. I like, like, is it bad enough that we have to stay up till just gone four o'clock to watch a game and then you get a 45 minute rain delay? I mean, come on. Mm. Somebody, like, like, if there is a God, you are not a fan of the UK and Irish American football fans, are you? Yeah, between flexing games and uh, doing this, then doing this, then pulling this, Rhino. Um, But I think I turned in, what, five-ish, just after five. hmm. And uh, lucky for me, it's literally a couple of minutes into work, about three or four minutes from leaving my front door to clocking in. You know, kind of guy that leaves the pile of clothes just there on the side. I get up, I barely wash, just about (laughs) remember to brush my teeth, get changed and walk to work. That's That's about all you're getting out of me in the morning. So... Did that, but I think we said, didn't we, to each other about five o'clock, getting towards the end of the game, we said, look, I wonder how many people are actually up mm. with the weather delay and everything else, how many people are actually still up. So we put a tweet out, you know, let us know if you're still up, you're still with us. And I think we had over 80, 80 responses to that mm. tweet. So not not favorite. We had more of the more if you had all the favorite uh all the the likes and the retweets and everything else into that message there's a hell of a lot more we had 80 people that still had the strength to even reply a message at that point so huge shame from the uk and irish fans and uh should be proud of ourselves this week yeah and we get a lot of props from across the pond um but also i think i think people's opinion as well is is we wait so long for the regular season to swing around is that you might as well stay up late watch the games there's only going to be 16 in the regular season and then you know, God knows how many in the playoffs, but at least they're going to be at you know, kind of yeah. respectable times, let's say. So why not? Um, and I think that's absolutely it. Mm. Absolutely it. So every game is like gold dust. Because it's a thing, like, I can't very loosely follow baseball. I, I, I more follow basketball as, mm. as my second American sport. But there's like three billion games in a baseball season. So, like, if you miss 10, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so, you know absence makes the heart grow fonder so it's good that uh you know we get the games in and it's a game against the bears and it's the game against glennon and the bears went to overtime the same as the packers did in the previous games week so you know it, it looked uh it looked like it was going to be a clanger ended up uh being a clanger but a clanger clanger not in the good way uh, so we ended up whacking yeah. them 35 14 they just foresee it coming right now so i think we said on the podcast uh before the game the one that we said we'll talk about the game nobody will hear it till after the game that one i was kind of not bigging up the bears but i was saying you know things that we were going to have to really concentrate on in order to beat the bears and that the bears were a better team the nfc north was a better division Mm. than we'd probably given them credit for in the run-up to the season um but the bears i mean there were some hilarious plays i love mike glennon just you know booting the ball straight towards our linebackers that was great fun Mm. um you know, there were some others as well where he just went full Jay Cutler. 
uh, through it. I think it was Ha Ha and, and, and later on in the game, Kentrell Bryce. It was awesome to watch. It was just like watching number six back there for the Bears. So <laughs> you would have to think in the next, in by, maybe even by the next game, that uh, Trubitsky number 10 will be at QB for the Bears. But it doesn't really matter because they'll still suck. They've got no receivers anyway. The only thing they've got going for them is a run game. And Green Bay, as I said, they needed to, managed to shut that run game down for the most part. Yeah, because look, the problem is is that the Packers have went up against opponents in the NFC North who were just predominantly run game. You know, the Vikings for however long we can remember with Adrian Peterson, who then pissed off to the Saints and then got pissed off with Sean Payton because he wasn't playing him. You know, we're used to having teams and did we not give Adrian Peterson like record numbers all the time and he nearly broke the Russian record? Um, Dickerson record right and he was like five yards short but I think we gave him 202 yards that game so it was something bananas so and that that was when we were sort of seen to have um, you know a relatively stout defense and we got pasted by him so the Bears I think it was last week only had 10 passes to wide receivers or 10 attempts even every other play was a run game so we had Look, we had the possibility of getting ran over in this game, but we didn't. And Glennon, for whatever reason, decided to throw it, which was just amazing. As you said, it was like seeing Jay Cutler back there. The only difference is Jay Cutler could actually, you know, make some plays from time to time and wasn't getting paid the money that Glennon's getting paid, which is just ludicrous. So, yeah, the crowd were getting unsettled. They were asking for Trubisky to come out. Um, I don't think, you know, they're going to see their fate getting any better when he comes out onto the field either. But the Packers play, I suppose we predicted it, right? Um, by looking at the stats of what happened last year is we were very run intensive with Ty Montgomery before he got that rib injury and that's something that we want to talk about as well right we ran an awful lot at the start and it was working Ty Montgomery seems to be the kind of guy that just confuses the Bears I don't know how to play him effectively and as well as that I don't know if you noticed this as well um, we said on the last part we kind of took the piss that Ty Montgomery is playing with the what what what's what do they call him the foot king or the footwork king or something right the, yeah. his royal highness himself and I noticed on a few of those plays early that Ty ripped off there was one of them the comms even said oh very patient play waiting for the play to open up you know I was afraid that he would be overthinking things and that he would get that method down that Le'Veon Bell is famous for for being the most patient back in the league. But we could see some of that patience on Thursday night and it was actually nice to see him do it because he picked up some good first downs. Did you notice that sort of little bit of footwork going on? He'd wait for the gap to open up and do it. That tells me two things. One is that he's developing as a running back and he's starting to really grow into the role. And second off, our O-line are doing the job that they're told to do to open up those lanes and Ty is trusting that they're going to get it done, which is ridiculous seeing as we have this patchwork O-line. Okay, so I thought let's let's start with the O line because they were the real heroes of the night for me as a collective group. They were just just did an unbelievable job. So I think if we if I remember was it um, they had four four guards playing uh, out of the five positions. They had four guards in the centre. Obviously, Corey Lindsley was played his own position, but they had four guards play the other four positions. Um, some of those guys, Lucas Patrick. Justin McRae, you know, not particularly experienced to say the least. Lane Taylor, uh, remember the guy that took over brilliantly from Josh Sitton, uh, is 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 probably along with Corey Lindsay and Jari Evans part of the veteran group on the line right now. So they did a great job. And if you look at the sacks on Rogers, everyone was saying that well, I actually saw mental tweets like we should probably remove 
Aaron Rodgers from the game so he doesn't get beat up with this line. I mean, what? So how how's that work? But he actually only got sacked twice in this game, um, which is you know if if you if you had your full strength offensive line and had two sacks, you probably won't be too upset about it. So they did a great job. As for as for the running backs now. I still don't believe we are particularly got a running game at all. Um, Montgomery wasn't overly impressed by Jamal Williams, you know, got that starting gig for all the 30 seconds and then he was gone. Um, but Aaron Jones, now this guy could be a runner. He actually looks like a running back. He makes moves like a running back. He, he attacks the line of scrimmage like a running back. He does all that stuff. And then somebody came out today again on Twitter saying, Oh yeah, but the reason he doesn't, he doesn't start a running back. The reason he's not going to get shot is his pass protection isn't good enough. Well, if we, if we were worried about how good his pass protection was, he'd be a lineman. Let him be a running back and let's teach him how to pass protect. If he's the best running back, he should be playing running back. Yeah, um, well, he's going to be our only running back. Uh, I think he's going to have to play because uh, Ty's injured with the ribs and Jamal Williams is going to be out as well. Um, so that whole... You know, drafting a billion running backs in the draft actually looked like it made a whole lot of sense. I don't know, Ryan. Master I like... strike. <laughs> yeah, right. Like Ted knows. He just knows. Yeah, he could take never doubted the guy. No, did, did anybody? So I don't know. I was happy with Ty. I mean, he picked up some important first downs. I think what did we we ran something like six or seven run plays at the start of the game to yeah. one or two pass three plays. straight for the opening three plays. Was it? Yeah, I, and I think that was really testing the water with the Bears as well to see if their defense, you know, had got wise to Ty Montgomery. Had the answer being. No, um, you know, I thought I liked his stutter step action. I thought he was strong in the run. I think he ripped off a few different ones, one coming into contact and dragging a few players, and the other one, he's, you know, he, he darted through the line when he was patient enough to wait for the hole to open. So I was happy enough with how Ty did. It's a shame now that he's got this rib injury. Um, now, speaking of the rib injury, I do want to bring in Clown of the Week pretty soon, uh, and we've got two lads here. Yeah, you could, you could almost rename that Disgrace of the Week, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but, there's uh, a few disgraces out there. It links in beautifully. It's almost like you've done this whole sort of radio podcast thing before, Steve. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Ryan, as a seasoned podcaster like yourself, that, that means a lot. That means a lot. I think we're, we're both fairly handy at it now. Um, yeah, yeah. but love and respect. Speak to me about how you felt with the Devontae adams Trevathan hit because I watched back the game uh, today and I noticed that Devontae Adams got into a bit of argy-bargy uh, with some of the Bears defensive players and in the thick of it I don't think he was particularly involved with the jarring but he was in on what Devontae had said and I, I don't even know the Bears player that he got into it with but he was standing right there with his hand on the other Bears player kind of moving people back and I wonder if you know Devontae had put people's nose at a joint in two ways one with his play and second off with his mouth and that this was some sort of cheap shot that Trevathan got on him but you know, how, how did you feel when the hit cracked off? Instantly disgusted. From the from the first time I saw it, I thought it was just just disgusting. But just to answer your point there on whether he was targeted or not, I think Trevathan at that point had just seen an opportunity, and he went for it. And Jari Evans backs that up, and I can't remember his his quote exactly, but he said he hit. I think it was he hit what he wanted to hit. I think that was pretty much it, and and that that's true. And I thought that the very first time I saw the the hit at full speed, even though it was about you know half three, four in the morning or whatever it was by then, um, I thought that then, and my my opinion hasn't changed. 
if anything, it gets worse and worse the more you see it. Um, now, I get what you're saying with uh, did he did he in some way sort of was it a result of him being involved in something else earlier in the game? I don't think so. I think Trevathan was just a frustrated player. The game wasn't going so well for him. You got to remember he was a Denver Bronco. Um, who are a decent football team. He's now playing on the Bears that are just never really going to compete probably for the for the rest of his contract. Um, he's he's a good player on a bad team. He was having a terrible... The Bears in general were having a terrible game and he saw an opportunity to make a statement on an opposition player. Um, and I don't think that would have mattered if that was a guy that had been in, that was his first and only player of the game or ever it had been, you know, one of the superstar players. He saw an opportunity to take a hit and he took it. Um now, that being said, Trevathan doesn't seem to have a history of being a dirty player. He's not an Akib Talib, you know, he's not um he's not sort of these players that do this sort of stuff over and over again. I'm thinking maybe a Cortland Finnegan, somebody like that, the way where they just seem to continually get involved in stuff. He doesn't seem to be that type of player. So I think we can give a benefit of a doubt to him. In, in this one, and I think I can only say that now it's been a couple of days, but I think you can give him a benefit of doubt because there isn't a, a record there um, of being that type of player. But it doesn't excuse what happened. It was a disgraceful hit. Um, we've seen, obviously, this evening, the ban's been handed down. It'll be suspended for two games. Um, and you can sort of make your opinion on that one way or the other um, as to whether you think that's enough or not. But... Um, I give him the benefit of the doubt on the fact there's no history there, but I cannot forgive the hit he did because that that really is exactly everything the NFL has been trying to take out of the game. Yeah, and I heard all this stuff on Twitter yesterday and today about, oh, this is the disadvantage of wearing helmets. This is what they do to people. And you're kind of thinking, well, I'd hate to see the alternative. Um, I do think it was headhunting. He's Trevathan said after the game, oh, I didn't go out to injure the guy or, or kill him. You know, I was just trying to make a tackle, trying to, you know, do what's best for my team, all this bullshit. As you said, suspended for two games. One of the lads tweeted um, the group and said, you know, you get twice, three times that amount for, you know, smoking the joint. So, you yeah. know, here he nearly ripped someone's head off. So he's had the MRI, um, nothing, no structural damage. Uh, he is in concussion protocol, as you'd understand yeah. from such a mega hit like that. The most upsetting part for me, Ryan, was is seeing the hit, um, obviously being protective over your player and your team, but the more harrowing thing about it all is to see Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb signalling for the medical staff before he even hit the ground. You know a, an injury is bad when they're signalling yeah. straight away. Even the Bears players were. That, yeah. that and that, that moment he goes almost limp and he's just laid on the floor and he's motionless and you think, well, hang on, this is, you know, and that's obviously what those two players saw, which is why they signalled the way they did. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a nice thing to see. Um, you know, and, and I keep trying to think of it, you know, from, from the other way around. And, you know, if I wasn't a Green Bay fan, would I see it the same way? Um, would I have more of a neutral view of it? Um, and I think that's been answered really for me by other fans around the league. So basically fans that aren't Green Bay or Chicago fans have been very much um, critical of the hit. And actually, from what I've seen, as much as the banter's there and, you know, we, we talk about Chicago fans and the rest of it, I would say 80% of Chicago fans are saying, you know what, it wasn't a great hit and we expect this guy to be fined, you know, um, and we've, we maybe expect him to be suspended. There were still those dumbass Chicago fans, you know, that, and I'm sure 
I'm sure there's completely blind fans on all teams that, you know, just won't accept their team's done any wrong. They were out there as well talking, of course they were. But I think when you see the fans of almost every franchise in the league saying, you know, that's not what we want to see in football, then you probably know that it's, 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 it's a bad hit and it got what it deserved. And Aaron Rodgers came out after in a press conference and said that that was the hardest hit he's ever heard in the NFL. Um, I, I, it didn't look good. No, they they do say though that Danny Trevathan he did it again. He did it last year, I believe, uh, to a Packers player, um, on some running play. I think it's it's either the hardest hit Aaron Rodgers has ever heard or the second hardest. He did mention a hit by, um, that was put in on a man green, um, but yeah, yeah you know, this is something that he said. Just the the sheer noise of it was was insane. And I don't know, Ryan, if Devontae Adams has lost a tooth. Because you could certainly see something flying up in the yeah, air. Yeah, I mean, his mouth well. guard, his mouth guard came out for sure. Now the thing is, like, I know people are tweeting saying, um, and obviously doctors are tweeting. So I'm not, you know, it obviously is the truth. You know, he's got feeling all his extremities. He's moving. He's 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 happy enough. He's you know, and 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 Devonte himself has tweeted out. But obviously, for any of you that have seen that Will Smith film, Concussion. Uh, is it called concussion? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It. You know, and obviously it's all about CTE and anybody that's that sort of read any of those articles about CTE and that, you know, the higher and higher number of players than ever um, are showing signs of CTE after they pass away. Um, obviously, Aaron Hernandez and all the sort of people know what went on with Aaron Hernandez and how his career went and, and prison and all the rest of it had some of the highest or some of the worst symptoms of this CTE going. Um, and obviously, maybe that had an effect on the path he took in life. But so this this is kind of where you can't you can't go, oh, well, it's okay. You know, the guy's healthy, he's moving around, he's happy enough, he's out of hospital already, whatever. It's the lasting damage that concussions cause over and over and again. And the problem is this may not be his first one. It may not be his last one. These guys are playing football from like the peewee level up to high school, up to college, up to up to the professional level. Those are the types of hits the NFL is trying to take out the game. And for me, it doesn't really matter what you find a millionaire, does it? So the fine is kind of irrelevant. Um, it's, the, it's the suspension you put and the pain that you therefore put on his teammates that have to play about him that makes a difference. And two games, for me personally, I don't think it's enough. No, and again, you'll have those people out there saying, look, you play to the whistle and all this type of gear but if you, if you look at that play he's being held up they've stopped his progress they're pushing him back there's absolutely zero reason to make that hit um credit to Devante, he managed to hold on to the ball and the and the you know play was whistled to be stopped but uh no need for it absolutely no need for it and as I think, you say yeah and i think you're absolutely right bringing that up and i know a lot of people and i would have to agree to him people have said there's a bit of responsibility on the referees that could have called that play dead earlier hmm. you know and sometimes you watch a game and you see him call it too early and you go, oh, come on, man, let him play. But there's your reason right there. That player could have been called a bit earlier. And maybe, maybe if, if he'd heard whistles, Trevathan would have just straight pulled out of it. Yep. Um, certainly, again, I know we haven't ran the Clown of the Week music yet because we have an even bigger clown to talk about. Uh, but do you know what? Let's. He makes, he makes Clown of the Week, let's say. He's definitely a, a complete clown. Uh, but let's run the music and, and let me talk about this guy that we found on Twitter um, okay. that just makes it sick. Clown of the Week. 
Uh, usually we kind of celebrate, we have a joke, we talk about the bears, uh, but this time is something more concerning. And we've, we know these sort of trolls and horrible, uh, like this is the one where I'm trying not to swear, Ryan, to be yeah. fair. Um, People looking for a reaction. Yeah. And I, do you know what? I, with this guy, yeah, you're, you're probably right. It is a reaction, right? And this guy seems to be running some sort of fantasy sports site. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I was more com- concerned about is this guy's actually seemingly running some sort yeah like you say some sort of account that's very much an NFL based account yeah not official but um you know that's yeah like he has a logo has a name um he's from Texas you know he says he's a leader in daily fantasy sports lineups blah 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 I severely doubt it so let let's get into it right Ty Montgomery broken ribs um but ty montgomery tweeted out which i have to agree with it it must be really annoying players are starting to tweet about fantasy because most of their mentions and what people are saying to them in person is all about fantasy football so they're saying oh can you score two touchdowns because i need to win my fantasy and these guys are out there doing a job and they're saying you know i don't care about your fantasy piss off and leave me alone so ty montgomery put out a similar tweet like I think it was something like PSA public service announcement. Um, I don't care about your fantasy team. Um, so this guy replied to him and said, "Quote: Glad those ribs are broken. Hope the defense targets them every week moving forward. Fantasy pays your salary, genius. Put that in your Q and A." Ryan, here's a guy delighted that a player's injured and trying to stick it to him, and then coming up with some bullshit to say that fantasy pays his wages. When fantasy is I, deliberately yeah. <laughs> non-fee paying in the states because of this exact reason. Oh well, this, yeah. So there's so much wrong with it. So wrong with it on the on a moral level. I mean, atting the player and and having a pop at him is mm. just you know horseshit. Nobody needs that. But the fact that he then seems to make out that fantasy pays fantasy football pays the guy's wages. I mean, come on. Even if that was like even if that that's how they first tried to market fantasy football, that players could somehow then get, I don't know, bonuses out of how well they did in fantasy stats. Like surely that would have been shut down right away by any sort of independent commission. Do you know what I mean? It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. And like, don't get me wrong, I played fantasy football. I kind of wish I didn't because I don't really give it enough attention. So I kind of just sort of go through the motion with it. Um, and it's kind of good fun, but it really means nothing. When it comes to football, I don't watch which players are doing well for my fantasy team. I watch Green Bay and then I watch a game of football. You know, Green Bay aren't playing in it. I'm watching a game of football. Fantasy sports, then, you know, great. Set your lineup, see what happens later. It doesn't bother me that much. So for someone to be, you know, that ridiculous or in a place where a player will get injured and then they want to go and at them on something so they make sure they see it and then go and sort of say, I think I think one of his lines was, I hope you're hurt for the rest of the year or I hope some, you know, targets you and I hope you're injured for the rest of the year or something, some crap like that. I mean, it, you just love to meet these people because I'm sure when you met them, they wouldn't say boo to a goose and they'd, mm. they'd be the most timid of characters ever, you know, but obviously there's many, many great things when it comes to the internet and unfortunately this kind of thing is one of those negatives. Yeah, it brings out the real trolls and arseholes. You know, it's, it's yeah, like... Yeah, and I'd love to meet life. them. I'd certainly love to meet these types of people. But I watched a documentary recently enough about um, 
I don't know where it was. It might have been on YouTube where some lad goes and he talks to... Because some people get suicidal. They're of a nervous disposition. They get bullied online and it severely impacts them. So this guy was going and finding these uh, people who received this abuse and went and found the guys in real life that were doing it. And just normal guys. Some of them apologized and said... Uh, one of the lads says it doesn't matter really, does it? Because it's online. And she said, yeah, but it's still real people. Nah, not really. <laughs> it's kind of like... What are, you, what are you talking about it's still it's still real that's the problem it just it, you know you take a face away from something and people become animals it's like that sure. you know it's like that experiment they did it escapes me now I used used to quote it the whole time where they got these guys in scientist coats and they brought them into a room and I said in the next room um, there's so they gave them a, a keypad and they said to them this was back in the 50s so it was a really uh, old sort of old timey looking you know flick of the switch thing and I went from 1 to 10 and I said look Every time you flick one and then you'll go obviously to two and then to three and all the way up to scale. Next door, there's a guy who's getting electrocuted with the severity of what the number is. So one is a small shock up to 10, which is potentially fatal. So these guys got these people to flick the switch. And because they were with a trusted source and because they couldn't see the person. Now, the person they got the actor to shout out. They just kept going and flicked it all the way up to the fatal level. You know, that's the type of psychological stuff that we're dealing with here with these with these freaks. Um, online who just abuse people and I don't look we have our opinions on players um, and we'll say them as honestly as we see them through analysis and stats and whatever but then you get people who will try troll these people online like we've had a, the odd time where we'll talk about a player and say he's not doing too well and we'll have people saying oh at whatever this is oh hear what the lads are saying about you and it's kind of like look we're breaking down as part of a, a fan group as part of a job kind of um, and it's not that we don't have the bravery to say it to the person's face or whatever but you know we're just breaking down about you know how we see it at the moment but there's some people that kind of relish this kind of you know knocking people down a notch telling them to their face calling them assholes and then this type of guy who's delighting in the fact that they're injured um, yeah. and you get that with fantasy kind of all the time and with, with because that's what we'll say right you know when we see players getting injured we never even if they're Seahawks players Bears players yeah. you never jump on and rejoice a player getting injured that's someone's real no, life it, livelihood like no and don't get me wrong like if if you know, anybody can watch a game. And if, if you're going up against a team, like if you were playing the Patriots and Tom Brady somehow got injured and ends up out of the game, then, you know, that's probably going to help your team because you're not having to play against Tom Brady. But I don't think there's any fan out there that suddenly jumps up and celebrates it. Yeah. You know, but you probably think, oh, well, this will be better because the backup's coming in. You know, we should be able to deal with that better than playing against the five-time Super Bowl champion. Mm. You know, so you, you can sort of, that attitude is is acceptable. But for anybody that wants to either celebrate a player's injury um, or or sort of rejoice in it in any way, you got some real, you know, there's just, just no place for that, is there? There's no place for that. These people at the end of the day, they might be getting paid millions for doing something we'd all love to go and do, but they are human beings trying to provide for their families. And that is the end of the day. That is it. Yeah, and the career is very short for these players. One hit can take you out of the game for forever. Uh, we've seen it happen to Sterling Sharp, to Michael Finlay. Um, you know, and it nearly happened to a bunch of players in the past with Donald Driver went down on his head pretty dodge. Um, you know, we've seen it in Packers history, we've seen players being being knocked out. Malika Dupree got a bad hit during preseason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we hate seeing this type of stuff prop up and certainly not something to rejoice. And Aaron Rodgers even got pissed off in the presser when they asked him about Devontae Adams, uh, his injury. And he said yeah. that he got annoyed that some of the Bears players seemed to celebrate it because it's you know there's professional conduct with all of these things like i've heard it plenty of times from professional footballers that um for the likes of what roy Keane did to alfie and Colin, you know where he came in and, and 
chopped him at the knee because apparently Roy Keane got injured and fell over and Alfie and Colin come up to him and were saying stuff in his face kind of like oh, get up you're faking so that pissed Roy Keane off so he put it on his vendetta list to go after him and he yeah. did his knee and like that's if you talk to anybody in soccer you never intentionally try to injure someone because that's someone's livelihood and that can destroy lives so any soccer player apart from Diego Costa will not really go out of their way to injure somebody it usually is accidental and you can't really do stuff in anger it's not Sunday league football and it's the same with NFL they'll always tell you no players out there deliberately trying to injure anybody you're just trying to make a play but we can see off Trevathan's hit um, mm-hmm. you know that he was definitely trying to injure him and it's the same majority got his ribs broken right yeah man definitely led with the crown on that hit as well sure so not on clown of the week for that dickhead um, who wanted Toy to remain injured and, and added Toy just because he didn't you know didn't yeah. agree with his little fantasy game Jesus and dickhead for Trevathan even though we'll give you the benefit of the doubt for a little bit in my opinion yeah, I just I just go full dickhead for him as well. I think okay, he, he full made dickhead. That, yeah, he made. Maybe that it's because I'm part of the linebackers union. It's not. I'm not sticking up for him. But I'm just saying that he's not a player that I think we've seen time and time again do that kind of thing. So I'm going to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt there. But obviously, I'm, I'm in no way am I saying it wasn't wrong. It was a disgusting hit, and I think probably he and most Bears fans know that. Yeah. So we came out of this game, Ryan. Speaking of injuries, with with a pile more injuries. Jesus. Uh, Jesus. But we saw the shining light that was Lane Taylor. Lane Taylor, in fact, was the highest graded O lineman on the night. So if you look at some of the veterans that are in there, and Lane Taylor comes out with uh, with top <laughs> honors. Yeah. Some of the veterans. You know, like J- Jerry Evans has been in there. Uh, Corey. Jerry Evans. Corey Lindsley. You know, in fairness to him, um, has been yeah. in doing a stellar job. Bet out. JC Treader mm-hmm. for the job you know and I, we had a guy writing for our website once didn't we and he kept calling people in their second year oh the veteran cornerback blah 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 and we were I remember saying to him um, you can't you can't say that though and he was like yeah well if you're not a rookie you call him a if veteran if they're not a rookie you're a veteran like, yeah what the hell's that and I was like well you know they're looking to be still playing in the game after year one I was like yeah <laughs> technically not a veteran but if you look at it um, you know Lane Taylor on what he had a he had a pass block and efficiency according to Pro Football Focus of ninety seven point four. You know I love Pro Football Focus, and he allowed just one hurry on twenty nine pass block and snaps. So you know absolutely stellar job. Never done the job before. And Ryan didn't one of the guys come out and say that he's been in the league donkey's years and he wouldn't be able to do what uh, Lane Taylor yeah. did. So Jerry Evans came out and again uh, I I can't quote it word for word, but Jerry Evans essentially came out and said that he just couldn't do what Lane Taylor managed to do, which was go to a different position and play as well as he played. Um, for those that don't have a massive history on Jari Evans, at one point that player was probably one of the best at his position in the league, in his prime. You know, he's a guy that's been to multiple Pro Bowls, and he's saying, you know, he just couldn't manage what Lane Taylor managed to do. And look, the the O line did an incredible job as a group, and it is probably can we make the statement it's the most consistent O line we've had in years because there was. 55 offensive plays in the game against the Bears and all five offensive linemen played all 55 plays. So, you know, they're they're a pretty solid group. You know, we managed to get through it without losing any more offensive linemen, so that was great. And I know Justin McRae maybe got a little bit of stick, I think, at times um, because, he, you know, he missed something here or he missed something there. But guess what, guys? Lucas Patrick, Justin McRae probably didn't even... There was probably people saying they wouldn't make the 53. They're now starting for the Green Bay Packers. So do you know what? As we said earlier, just two sacks on the quarterback. 
did a perfectly good job. Um, and I think we can be proud. We can be proud of them and they can be proud of the job they've done. Yeah, and if you were to break down the individual stats, I mean, some of them, they scored pretty low on pass blocking, but at the end of the day, they, you know, there was only two sacks there. We got a stellar score. And as well as that, Ryan, I think this is going to do wonders for, and it's going to sound stupid, for Aaron Rodgers and the offense as well, in the sense that, um, you know, you need one sort of good, consistent, high-scoring game where you're tossing touchdown passes to multiple different receivers. You know, you're getting rushing touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Rodgers made some, again, just mind-blowing plays where he stepped up in the pocket through traffic and, and banged that down, especially that pass to Jordy Nelson where... Uh, the Bears defender actually fell behind him and I think Romo said on the night oh if only he just would have known what happened behind him he would have jumped over and vaulted him and went in for the score and um, he got pushed out of bounds you know just a little bit late um, just before he reached the pylon and um, you know a great great pass to him fantastic pass to Martellus Bennett um, as well who ended up diving for some more yards and you know got us down I think to the five yard line and of course let's let's talk about Clay becomes the all-time leading sack leader um, for the Green Bay Packers do you think it's deserved Ryan or do you think that his recent play being kind of average taints that sort of achievement a little bit he's not kind of average he's been playing well uh, so far this season in my opinion um, is he at the peak of his career no but you know players can still do incredible things Ahmad Brooks last week not the peak of his career gets a sack Julius Peppers all last season not the in fact for the whole time he was in Green Bay not at the peak of his career did a fantastic job uh James Jones after going all around the houses coming back to Green Bay not at the peak of his career did a fantastic job so players can still do big things um you know even when they're perceived not to be at their best. And he's still a massive part of this team and he absolutely deserves the title he got. And of course, it's why he made our all-time pack team um, passing the guy, of course, that you wouldn't let me put in it, uh, KGB. So, you know, he, he he absolutely deserves that. I'm really happy for him that he's got it and, and he's going to go down as a Green Bay Packers legend anyway at the end of his career you know for what he did in in that 2010 Super Bowl game in particular but he he now has proved he is the best well by sack by sacks in in particular he's the, he's one of the best pass rushers to ever play in the green and gold yeah and he is seeing a resurgence this season and it seems like every game that we look at his stats you know he's had sort of the best game he's had in two years I know Aaron Nagler put that out on Twitter that that's the best game that Clay had I think it was was it? I don't know whether it was this game he was talking about or the one prior, but that it was the best game that he's had in two years. And then sure. again, you know, Pro Football Focus again was saying that where in a game we struggled to get after Mike Lennon, Clay Matthews was the best um, at, at getting to him with three pressures on the day, and he was the highest graded pass rusher. Now, another thing, and he could have made Clown of the Week, Demarius Randall is, let's talk about him, right? But he, he's skating on thin ice in the sense that. In his sophomore year, it went pretty damn terrible for him. Um, apparently, he was carrying that groin injury. There was an awful lot of like, you know, where someone, you know, where someone tries to beat around the bush, but they spend ten minutes talking about something to beat around the bush with instead of just coming out and saying it. So, at all of his interviews in the preseason, he was like, "I'm not going to talk about injuries and the fact that I was injured. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. I need to play on now." 
and then the you know but I, I was injured but I'm not going to use that as an excuse I could if I wanted to <laughs> but I'm you know it's not an excuse for me and you're kind of like on look pal okay we get it you know you, you you are using that as an excuse we get that now and that you're going to push on uh, he's been smoked a good few times in the earlier games he's he can you know he's frustrating because he can make a play and then he just gets absolutely annihilated mm. so Demarius Randall uh, gets just embarrassed on that touchdown pass I believe to right and you know it's just a it's just a really bad shitty play where he lets him just run straight by him um and you can see he's pissed off and he goes to the sideline now the story goes Ryan that you know he was benched after that play because it was so bad and then he was pouting on the sideline Devon House was coming over to try park him up get him moving get him motivated again he had a bit of a fallout with one of the coaches um more than likely Joe Witt I can imagine and he was Mike McCarthy came out and said he was sent to the locker room and then there was all of this stuff I mean Rappaport I believe who said that he left the stadium before the game and then he came out and he disputes it just a, just an absolute mess what do you think actually happened here and do you think this will impact any way Demarius Randall's spot on this team now going forward I would say let's not pretend that what he did once he leaves the field, goes to the locker room, potentially left early, had a paddy, had an argument, doesn't really matter. It comes down to how does he play on the field? And the reason I say that is because, for example, look at OBJ and Des Bryant when they, they when they throw their toys out and, and they're seen sort of jawing with different coaches on the sideline or other players. They're, they're starting next week because their quality of play on the field warrants it. You can't be a player that is not performing on the field and then add that kind of off-the-field kind of crap to the mix as well because what are you giving in return for putting up with that? Nothing, not enough. Um, His play on the field will ultimately decide whether he continues as a Green Bay Packer. Um, His his behavior off the field will either, you know, will, will essentially be a catalyst for how quickly a decision is made. Uh, and it's as simple as that. He's not been good enough on the field. Um, add to that a poor attitude. He won't. He won't be around too long. Yeah, because we saw that with Eddie Lacy, right? Where he, you know, was coming in overweight, and then he started missing curfews. And we really needed him in the offense, but he was benched as well because of his pissy attitude. So it's the same with Demarius Randall. Now, it's yeah. pretty bad that the you know Mike McCarthy has come out and had to say I sent him to the locker room. That was my decision. It was yeah. an internal decision. I did it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know whether he's coming out and defending him because maybe Randall threw a strop and left into the locker room himself. You know, this is all conjecture. And whether he did leave the stadium early. Now, Mike McCarthy did come out and say, look, I sent him there. He's going to be back and he's going to be rolling with the rest of the lads. Don't worry about it. However, what's more worrying for him, and there's always that next man up mentality, Josh Hawkins balled out. Josh Hawkins ended with the highest grade in that game after Randall left. So yeah. he was targeted six times, had a pass breakup, two coverage stops, and allowed three catches for 30 yards. So sure. he balled out, was very influential, and is showing that if they go with him on the next game and they decide to sit Randall, if he keeps playing to that ability, Randall in one game, now arguably you might say in two seasons, but in one game, especially with that pouty strop, has lost his place. He sure has. And the thing is as well, Josh Hawkins will be a likable character because he's a guy that was maybe unfancied to make the team again, mm. kind of come out of nowhere to an extent. And I don't mean that with you know any disrespect, Josh, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he, he's a guy people are going to naturally root for. 
and want to do well. Uh, and unfortunately, Demarius Randall has now become the kind of player where people are going to stop backing you. Um, he's got to come back and make one hell of a statement. And unfortunately, I don't think he's, he's in a position at the moment to do that on the field. So he needs to try and work out how that's going to happen. I mean, look, I've been pulled from games before in, in, in multiple different sports. I'm sure many people that play sport, you know, everyone has that bad game. And when you come off the field, you can be angry at it, but you can never really be angry at your coach or anybody else because deep down you kind of know whether you play well or not. Mm. To yeah. kind of have this whole thing where you you know go running down the tunnel, or argue with somebody else, fall out with this person, that person, you know, it's it's just it's just not a good place to be, and uh, nobody's going to have any respect or time for that. No, and we raised on the last podcast as well. You know, this sort of red zone deficiency let's call it with dom capers defense we're nearly giving mm-hmm. up a touchdown every time someone makes it into the red zone you know yeah. we need to be limiting that stuff to field goals at the very um least you know or maybe making that defensive stop maybe getting a turnover there you know people trying to squeeze the ball and try catch up on our offense who's going to be high octane but what is promising is is that the top five grades that we got on the night uh four of them were our defensive players josh hawkins in one blake martinez which is he's continuing to have an absolute stormer morgan burnett yeah. haha clinton dix and randall cobb now we can't get too carried away because mike lennon was just actually literally throwing the ball directly to haha clinton dix so you know it might seem like you know he's can that with yeah, an interception it's great. Easy. yeah like i mean when you get the ball literally passed right into your bread basket i don't think we can get and be doing uh too many backflips about it but like overall, Ryan, do we discount this win and say, yes, it's a win, doesn't matter how we got it? Or do we say, look, a win is a win. We've seen some promising green shoots in some areas here. Um, and let's march on to the next. Look, a win is a win. It doesn't matter who it's against. It doesn't matter how it comes, what fashion, by how many points. It, it doesn't matter. It, a win is a win at the end of the day. Um, you take it every game, as we said before, and multiple times, whether you're at Soldier Field or Lambeau Field, Green Bay versus Chicago is a tough game. Now, Glennon made a decision to make it a bit easier for us, but Glennon was never the Chicago Bears' strength. Chicago Bears' strength was the running game, and we managed to shut that down for the most part of the game. That was key to winning. Our defense had to perform um, to do that. It had to perform as well because Glennon can still throw a ball, and he still made he still made completions. He's still a NFL starting quarterback. There's only 32 of those in the league, you know? So we still had to perform. We did that. We nullified the Bears on to next week. Yeah, and next week is, is going to be a tough one. Now, we're going to preview it on the next podcast, um, but it's an absolute toughie against the Cowboys. It's going to be very interesting to see if these injuries are really going to come back and bite us in the ass. You know, we went up against the Chicago Bears team that was run intensive, and then we have to come up against Zeke Elliott. Um, which... Zeke can't be bothered to play. He's lost interest. <laughs> is that yeah really it's just yeah just work if you, you i was watching nfl network the other week uh and many players if you watch uh bbc what was the one on bbc with ocu manure and jason bell yeah yeah i can't think what it's called but that show even they were saying they were highlighting it there was games where ezekiel elliott given up if we can try and try and quash him early try and take out his threat early maybe he gives up again um, but they sure sure did seem to have a point. Right now, I think that's it for the podcast. Is there? There's probably a bit of AOB that we need to raise. Yeah, sure is. So look, we're trying to trying to launch our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to get some. So we've already been done, doing the challenge, which uh, we've had loads and loads, hundreds of views already on that. So thank you for that. We're going to have some more stuff coming. We should have some live stuff coming this weekend. 
Um, so we're going to try and get some more video content out anyway, because we think video content is a, is we've it's untapped generally for for what we're doing. So we're going to give it a go, aren't we, Steve? Yeah. But we are also going to beg you. Okay, we need you to go find us on 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 YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Please do that. Um, it just gives us massive help uh, getting set up because until you have a hundred subscribers, most of it's locked out to you, which is annoying. Mm. So we've just started up now. Um, we've probably got a few, but with with the help of this great podcast and you fantastic fans, I'm sure we will have a hundred. By the time I wake up in the morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> so come on to our Twitter account, and you see we've posted the video again today of the challenge, which is Ryan going up against Tom Childs of the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're gonna have these challenges running. Uh, the history podcasts will be up there as well on a playlist. We're gonna get some player interviews up there, and more importantly, we have some more sort of exciting little bits that we're gonna try. Um, because to be honest, we've seen a, a pretty big response to the videos that we've put up and the live videos that we've put up on social media so we said why not just make the dive into youtube which we kind of dallied about um you know up until that point so mm-hmm. again we mention it every podcast but the super bowl party keep getting your tickets keep buying them uh, because they're running out and you you know we we're gonna we just know that's what's gonna happen there's gonna be four weeks before the super bowl two weeks before the super bowl the night before when the packers are playing obviously in the super bowl and people are gonna be saying lads where are you watching and we're gonna be like look mate all tickets are sold uh you know we're saying it ad nauseum on the podcast we get that a lot ryan don't we remember we released like 15 fantasy leagues every year and every mm-hmm. year we have some guy gone all right lads got a good idea for you we're like oh yeah what's we're always open to good ideas you know bring fans together and blah 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 and he goes yeah fantasy why don't you start some fantasy leagues <laughs> we're like yeah re- really really that's why i currently am playing in a billion fantasy leagues because we've had to set so many up but look the very real chance here is that this year green bay will go to the playoffs kansas city chiefs will go to the playoffs who are going to join us at the super bowl party get your tickets now because don't wait to see if we get to the playoffs to see if there's an opportunity because everyone will have bought the tickets by then get the tickets yep and our shop is looking super sexy so yeah uh, it will be yeah we are um i think we should have them in the shop set up by the start of this week and i think we've already pre-sold some beanies yes some people are already saying don't need to see the design i'll have one (laughs) so uh chill thanks yeah jokes on you because it's it's in the design of the poo emoji um, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's a bear's hat. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the other thing uh, I was going to say, yeah, which I've now totally forgotten what it was going to be. Well, so it's a surprise even for you. Wow. I love this. Yeah. Hang on. Oh, that's what it was. Of course, uh, we we decided this year we'd move all the meets around the country, didn't we? And we've done that. We've we've done Manchester. Well, we did Green Bay. Quite mm-hmm. honestly, we did Green Bay. We did Manchester. We're going to Dublin. Super Bowl parties are just outside of Birmingham, Sutton Coalfield. Um, so we actually moved it outside London and didn't do any meetups in London. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to do one in London and we've probably got some space in December. Got um, one. I've had a look at the schedule and the Cleveland Browns is a six o'clock kickoff in, in uh, December. So I'm kind of thinking if we do a Hippodrome Casino for the Browns game. But anyway, let us know what you think, if you think there's a better one to do in December. But obviously, six o'clock kickoffs are better because anybody that doesn't actually live in London, i.e. me, can actually get a train home after the game. So let us know what you think. Yeah, six o'clock, Browns, penciled in for a win. So I uh, like it, yeah. Got to get the W. 
Yeah. I like it a lot. It's better than going to uh, Green Bay to see the Cowboys last year and we get pasted. So, yeah, go to London. That's good. Uh, we'll get the emails out. So, anybody who isn't an official member of the UK Packers, it's free. You can sign up. Go onto the website and go to the member section, sign up. And uh, you usually get sporadic newsletters uh, with information like this. So, make sure you sign up. Get your membership number. And it means then it unlocks uh, some cool items that you can buy and get your number on. So... That's it from the podcast from myself at Steady the NFL. Follow me on Twitter. Follow the group at UK Packers. Follow me old buddy, me old pal at Ryan Peacock. Go to our Facebook group. Follow that. Uh, like it or whatever you do there. Lick it if you want. And um, our Instagram account, go to UK Packers. Just, you know, give that a like. Like some of our pics. And um, yeah, our new YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, am I missing that, Ryan? That's all of it. Right. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Stealing the catchphrase, baby. <laughs>